This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Here's your host, Mike Boyle. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode because we are welcoming back to the Salesforce Simplified podcast for the third time our good buddy, Vende Digital CEO and Chief Strategist Paul Slack to talk about the relationship between AI and marketing, what we saw worked in 2023 and what didn't work, and what marketers should be thinking about as we jump into 2024 and beyond. And before we officially say hello to Paul, let me remind you a little bit about him if uh, you have not heard about Paul before on this podcast. Paul has more than 20 years of digital marketing experience, and as I mentioned, he is the founder and CEO of Vende Digital, which is a B2B digital agency which is based in a Dallas, Texas suburb called Carrollton. And he's also the author of Social Rules and Social Selling Rules. Paul has uh, been a most sought-after speaker as well in the digital marketing space. Uh, He's been featured in Success Magazine on Fox Radio, big stage events, and Paul has literally trained tens of thousands of business leaders across the country on the best ways to leverage digital marketing for their businesses. All that means is that Paul is our go-to guy to talk about many things in the B2B marketing space and all the things that we'll be discussing today in AI and marketing. Paul has his finger on the pulse. Hello, Paul. Welcome back to the Salesforce Simplified podcast. Hey, Mike. Super excited to be here. And I can't believe this is number three, but uh, always (laughs) love coming on the show. Yeah, we love having you. I think it's it, it's it's kind of going to become a thing where we get you, you know, toward like the end of the year, and we can just kind of talk about B two B marketing and you know how the year was and what to look ahead. You know, Paul, no secret when we changed the calendar in twenty twenty three, and you and I've you know talked about this um, off the the podcast before. It just the floodgates just opened uh, for for AI, and we just got you know inundated, and that's all it's been since January. And I think, you know, for the better. So let's kind of just pick your brain a little bit about where things are and what to look forward to. I'd like to start the conversation with how has AI transformed B2B marketing practices in this year of 2023? You know, Mike, it's interesting because I'm guessing, you know, we recorded an episode about this time last year. At that point in time, ChatGPT uh, was either just coming out or had just been announced. And I can't remember exactly when we recorded our show, but I know it was right about this time last year. It was. And I don't think any of us fully understood what generative AI was going to mean to marketing. And, you know, to, to just set the table, AI has been around for a long time. And, and many of the tools like Salesforce and, and other tools that are out there have been leveraging AI for to help marketers and to help sales reps and to help organizations uh, get more done. And so that's, you know, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, AI happened last year when ChatGPT came on the scene. Well, really, that was generative AI. That was what gave us the ability to talk to AI 
like we were talking to a human. But, you know, the tools that we love and use every single day, they've been using AI for a long time. Now we as marketers and sales reps and, and those that are, you know, trying to drive our businesses forward, we have this new uh, tool, this intelligent robot that we can use to uh, help us do our jobs better. And, it, and because of that, Mike, it's been an incredible disruptor. And so I think there's been, you know, this this sense of panic, like, oh my gosh, my plate is already incredibly full. I'm spinning 25 plates and now I've got to go figure out how to spin this 26th plate. And I've got my boss asking me, how are we going to leverage AI and what's our AI strategy? And so I think that people went through this panic phase and then, you know, it seems like, you know, every day when you log into LinkedIn or turn on your computer, you're learning about 25 new AI tools that just happened over the last 24 hours. So we're getting avalanche with a lot of things. And I know that that can feel a little scary. And so as we go through what we're going to talk about today, I'm sure we'll we'll try to help everybody uh, kind of get to the basics and what really matters. But for sure, it's been a disruptor. But I want you to think about AI as a way of helping you get more done. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're really all trying to do. There's things that we wish we could do if we had more time. And AI, when it's deployed the right way, Mike, will really give us the opportunity to automate some things, to get things done faster, which will allow us to go into uh, spaces where really humans are much more equipped to do things than, than we could ever expect a robot to do. So to, to think about how do we leverage AI in 2023 and really rolling into 24, it's really about ideation, content creation, uh, analysis, doing data analysis, and, and how do we personalize and really create uh, unique experiences for our customers? And, and those are some of the big things that we can do with AI. I'm just curious, um, how many AI GPT newsletters have you signed up for <laughs> this oh year? How many, how many are you personally getting? I know it's, I feel like, you know, I open up my inbox every day and I got 25, you know, latest tips from AI and you log into LinkedIn and, you know, man, I'll tell you when I log into LinkedIn, there's like half of the posts that I see are some carousel on some new prompt idea or ways to get more out of chat GPT for sure. Talk to me, Paul, about some of the notable use cases maybe you've come across for generative AI in B2B marketing this year. You know, some of the simple ones, and I get asked all the time, how do I get started? And uh, one of the things I always recommend is pick one of the tools. ChatGPT obviously is a no-brainer. Um, I'm a big fan, by the way. Go and spend the 20 bucks a month and get the plus version. But, you know, start inviting it to everything that you do. Really get into just understanding the tool, what it does, how it uses your data, and then just invite it to your day-to-day -day lives. Find those friction points and things that are uh, frustrating or hard or maybe not the kind of work you enjoy doing but have to do uh, and see how AI can help you with that. But specifically in marketing, uh, some of the things we're really enjoying leveraging AI is in uh, being a writing assistant. So, you know, it's very helpful in content ideation. Um, it's very helpful in thinking through and outlining uh, content. Uh, it's incredibly useful in um, repurposing content or reformatting uh, content, which is great. Um, now, the one thing that I will preface this, and you'll probably hear me say this a couple of times on the podcast today, is AI does not replace the marketer at all. It's a tool. 
uh, just like a chainsaw is a tool, Mike. You know, a chainsaw is a very productive thing if you if it's in the right hands. Uh, but I wouldn't want to give you know a two year old access to a chainsaw. And so um, it's a great tool. It's not going to replace us. Um, so we don't want to go to AI and ask it to write a blog for us, for example, and then take that content and just throw it up on our website and feel like we've checked that box. Um, but it is definitely a great writing assistant. If we do the right uh, seasoning and the right training, then we're going to get good output. So, you know, the old adage, Mike, garbage in, garbage out. So if we put good things in, um, we can expect good things out. But just remember, it's still not finished. You got to have a human being kind of get it across the finish line. It's also just incredibly good at personalizing content and really, really great at helping you understand the voice of the customer. One of the things we're really uh, enjoying a lot about AI is we can take customer input. So that could be, think of like reviews on G2 or other types of review platforms or even uh, transcripts of calls that you're having um, with uh, your customer, either in customer success or your sales reps uh, transcripts. And you can put a ton of data into these AI tools, Mike, and then start asking it questions like, tell me what my customer cares about. What are their pain points? Help me build a persona that represents my customer. And then you can bring that persona, if you will, to all the content creation uh, that you're doing. So, you know, in the old days, prior to <laughs> old days, like, you know, 12 months ago, Mike, right? Those are the old days before we had generative AI. We kind of had to assume we understood the voice of the customer and we could do research and things like that. But now we've got this AI assistant that's been trained on the voice of the customer and then it can provide input and make sure that the content that we're creating is very personalized for our personas uh, and really speaks their language. Another thing that you can do is make it become like a sales assistant. So I know you, you asked the question about marketing, but there's a, a lot of great ways that you can use generative AI on the sales side. One of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm also the sales guy for Vindy Digital. We're a small digital agency. But one of the things I love to do is take the transcripts of my discovery calls and then when I'm putting together a proposal, I'll actually upload that into Generative AI and then upload my proposal and then ask it if there's any gaps. Is there anything that I'm missing in my proposal that this person would like to hear about? And then I get really good feedback back. So that helps me as a salesperson really hone in and build a proposal that's going to meet the needs of my customer and really speak their language. And then the last thing that we're doing, Mike, that's really been helpful is just auditing uh, our content in our website. So we can literally copy and paste a landing page content, put that into generative AI, even drop competitors landing page content, put that in AI season the AI with our personas and then ask it, hey, which page is better? And then what's missing? If you were the persona and you're trying to make a decision about the topic that's on this landing page, what's missing? What other information would you need? And that helps you not only understand how your page is better or worse than your competition, but now you can really tune it to what your persona is looking for. So those are some really big ones um, that we're having some great success with. You know, and um, as you talk about content preparation, there's a whole other cottage industry that's, you know, that's popped up. And it's very true. I mean, you need to to, uh, to to train the AI to understand, you know, what it is that you're asking. I'm specifically talking about prompts. You need to learn how to prompt the AI, you know, to get the best results back. You know, talk to the AI about, you know, what your business is, what you do, what your goals are. And, and, and that really helps, you know, shape, you know, what you get back. 
from uh, from your AI query, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, could you share any challenges that you maybe have come across with other B2B marketers, things that they're facing while implementing generative AI into their day-to-day content prep? You know, um, I touched on one of them a little bit earlier when we kind of kicked off the podcast, but I think one of the biggest challenges is just the overwhelm uh, that marketers and I think anybody that's trying to leverage AI is feeling right now from some of the things we talked about with, you know, how many newsletters are out there, how many tools are showing up on the scene every day, um, and then how full our plates already are. And so just trying to get our heads around it has been a big challenge. And I think, you know, I feel it because I talk to folks every day, uh, either on social media or in meetings. And, and I just sense that this is really kind of an overwhelming thing. Uh, another challenge that I'm seeing a lot of is, uh, and you touched on it a little bit, Mike, with the prompting and prompt engineering and happy to dig on that if you want a little bit on how to get some good, uh, good output. But the challenge is they're not, they're not telling AI to do the right things. And so they're not getting um, the right information back. And one thing I try to communicate to folks is you need to think of AI like a raw material, um, like wood or a Lego. And so I think people approach AI, um, it knows everything, but it needs very clear directions. And so you can't just, you know, go to a log and say, be a table, right? It's not going to do that, right? And you can't just go to Legos and and just expect it to create something amazing. We have to have instructions and we have to have a, a plan. And so one of the things that that I communicate to folks is, you know, to to overcome these types of challenges, uh, realize that AI is really one piece of a three-step process that's needed to get the most out of it. One, you have to have the right tool. So go pick the right tool for your business. Uh, in our case, that's a suite of tools, but you know, um, start with one, as we talked about earlier, but you have to have the right tool. So the tool that's going to get you closest to the type of work that you're trying to do, that's step one. But step two is you have to have people that are trained on how to get the value out of the tool. So that's step two. And then step three is you have to have methods and prompts and best practices on, you know, what, what it is that you're trying to get accomplished. And so, you know, if I, if I take an inexperienced person, remember, think of AI like a tool, a chainsaw as well. And I just say, go, go cut down some trees. They're going to have a hard time. But if I train them on how to use a chainsaw and then I walk them through the steps that are, Hey, when you're trying to cut down a tree, these are the steps you need to take to get that tree down. Um, so that you don't have, you know, any challenges when you're doing that, that's when you're going to have success. And so where people are struggling is they're jumping in to the deep end. Um, they're asking it to do broad things and then they're getting output that, that they're like, well, this, this isn't helpful. This is a waste of time. And, uh, then they become more frustrated. In my world in Salesforce, you know, there's, there's great tools for, uh, AI. They have just a, a whole plethora of great GPT tools now. And one area that's most important to businesses always is customer support and engagement. Talk to me about how AI has improved customer support and engagement for B2B marketers. You know, Mike, I think that you're touching on something that we're just at the very beginning of when it comes to AI. And when we think about 2024, you know, I feel like from my seat, this year was very much about content and uh, leveraging AI for marketing things. But in in 2024, I do think you're going to really see uh, customer support get some pretty cool legs when it comes to 
uh, AI. And the reason why I say that is, yes, we can absolutely use generative AI to, to help uh, provide, you know, build chat bots and, and get some immediate feedback and answers to questions way faster than trying to Google something uh, or go into a knowledge base or whatever. It's also very good at translating languages. And so if you have content that's in English and you need it to be in other languages or vice versa to help, you know, mitigate the calls that you're getting in customer support, you know, my goodness, uh, chat GPT and AI is very, very good uh, at those kinds of things. In 2024, though, with some announcements that just happened this month, um, with ChatGPT announcing GPTs, which are basically creating your own version of ChatGPT, where you train it on things that are just relevant to you, uh, that's going to have a huge impact on customer support uh, moving forward. So imagine, Mike, literally having everything that you've ever written or every video that's ever been created or er anything about your product or service that that's ever been published in one place. And then you build a GPT, uh, a mini chat GPT that knows all of those things. And so now think about your employees, think about customer support, think about chats, uh, you know, interactive chats on your website. It can all touch on that knowledge base and and not give what what's known as hallucinations in the world of AI, but actually give very relevant uh, feedback either to your customer service team or directly to customers as they interact with you online or whatever the case may be. So big impacts coming for sure. You've uh, touched a little bit, Paul, on um, content generation. I'm curious your thoughts, if you could expound just a little bit more for me, on how generative AI will assist B2B marketers in their content generation. You know, there there is so much there. Uh, it's incredible at just ideation. So let's, let's start with, you know, um, what you mentioned earlier, Mike, about asking the right questions. And so um, there's two pieces to really training AI. It's it's one uh, understanding prompt engineering, and you know, Mike, you and I talked before the show. We'll drop some links to resources in the show notes uh, to some great tools that we've made available. One of them is a prompt engineering guide that teaches uh, what's called a race framework. For the sake of time, I won't walk you through that, but it'll it'll teach you how uh, to talk to AI the right way to get good outputs. Uh, the other thing that you need are seasoning documents. So seasoning documents just simply are your persona, your voice and tone, uh, some key things about your business that you can have documented and shared. You know, this kind of goes back to that three-legged stool where we have to have the right tool. We have to have people trained on the tool. Then we need to have the right processes. Well, seasoning documents are part of the process, right? It's things that you can use. Different people in your organization will be able to use to quickly train up AI to get the outputs that you're looking for. Now, once you have those things in place, then you can go and do some really cool stuff like data-driven ideation. And so one of the things that we like to do, Mike, is take the content on our website, take our key phrase list, um, of all the words that we want to, you know, be found for, uh, take uh, our persona and all the things that they care about, mash those things together inside of AI, and then ask it to tell us, you know, where where are the gaps? Because one of our goals as marketers is we want full topical coverage on the key phrases that we want to be found for. That helps with SEO. It also helps us communicate to our customers. And so, you know, these are things that Mike would almost be impossible to do with a human, but to put all that information in AI and then go to it and say, hey, based on the information that you have, 
where, where, where are the gaps? Like what topic areas are we not talking enough about or not talking about at all? And it will tell you that. And so ideation is always the beginning of good content marketing. And so the other thing we can do is repurpose content. Um, we do that a ton. Like, uh, for example, we do a monthly event. It's called the Demand Gen Jam Session, where we'll teach on a marketing topic or have a, a guest that's an expert on a marketing topic. Uh, Mike, we take those transcripts, which are thousands of words long because they're about an hour long discussion. And then we can upload that information into uh, an AI tool and then have it again, ideate, tell us, Hey, based on this content that you're based on this transcript, what are some good topics that we should be writing about? It'll tell you that, but then you can also say, great. I like, you know, you gave me five. I like one and three. Those are really good. Using this transcript, write an outline for a blog for, you know, topic one and topic three, and it'll create an outline. And then you can actually begin to use it as an AI assistant uh, to help you flush out and really create some remarkable content. Some of the tools are really good for research. Now, you know, uh, uh, ChatGPT out of the box doesn't connect uh, to the web, although you can, you know, add plugins and accomplish that. Um, we love being able to go and do research. It's like Google on steroids, Mike. So we can go in and once we have uh, an AI talking to the internet, uh, we can do some pretty incredible research. Like imagine writing a blog using a transcript, but then saying, you know, uh, can you find some stats about this point? And then it'll go out and bring back stats to you and you can incorporate those easy into your content marketing. So the reality to all of this is it's just making us better marketers and copywriters and it's making us better and cutting time at the same time. It also allows, uh, from my perspective, the ability to upskill my team. And so I can have people that aren't necessarily great copywriters uh, do a lot of the content creation work, uh, still needing to go through an editorial review and things like that, where I wouldn't necessarily before chat GPT or AI, given them tasks like that, because maybe it was a little outside of their skill set. But now AI has been able to allow me to upskill them and get them to do work that normally they wouldn't be able to do. And the last thing is just analyzing data, right? So it's kind of one of the first points of doing, you know, data-driven ideation, but I want to be able to go in and analyze uh, what content's working for me, what content's not working for me. And, and AI can do that, again, much better uh, than a human could just because of its ability to consume massive amounts of information. I want to um, get into very briefly um, lead gen and, and conversion rates. Um, but before we get there, 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 there was one question that I wanted to ask you about, and I know you do this as, as the owner of your business, and that's hiring people, new hiring. Um, I'm beginning to read things about uh, new hire training and how generative J uh, AI can uh, help in that area. What have you experienced, if anything at all? You know, um, one of the things that we're, you know, we're, we are always trying to stay on top of the, the leading edge when it comes to some of these things. But in terms of just new hire training, uh, some of the things that we're looking at, and I know some of the things that other companies are starting to explore is like taking their training manuals and their onboarding documents and converting them either into a knowledge base that can be um, available to them in an AI experience, a generative AI experience. Um, one of the cool things that I've started to see people do is take their text-driven um, training materials and converting those into AI videos. 
And, you know, we haven't talked about this too much yet, Mike, but, you know, you can create video avatars that look like human beings. You can even, Mike, we could train an AI to look just like me or look just like you um, with enough, uh, you know, uploading of images and things like that. And then turn in, create a virtual trainer that looks like me, looks like you, or could just be uh, more of a generic uh, avatar type person and then create uh, video content versus text-based content. And, you know, one thing that I've always heard in training is that when you can see it, um, your retention's a little bit better. And also, you know, people prefer to learn in uh, segments of information. And so typically training manuals, we all know this, they can be volumes long and, and it's hard to absorb all that. But if you can take that content and break it into, you know, five minute little video vignettes and have a video avatar produce it, what it'll look like to the to the new employee is just a trainer that's giving them information in a video format versus them having to read the content. I feel like there's going to be a lot of that happening in the near future. And then um, going back to these GPTs, this announcement that ChatGPT made earlier this month, um, you know, taking a GPT and training it specifically on your SOPs or specifically on um, the things that you do that make you unique and then making that available to new hires as they're trying to learn and get up to speed, I think is going to really shorten that learning curve when people are trying to get started, you know, in their jobs. And one thing I've already touched on is just that upskilling of workers. I just feel like one great thing that AI is going to be able to do in the new hire process is you'll be able to take an intern that you just brought into um, an entry-level position and get them doing some pretty high-level work, uh, especially in my world, which is the marketing world, uh, quickly. So those are some areas that I really think uh, AI is going to help with training new folks. Let's get into just uh, briefly about lead gen and um, conversion rates. I know these are two topics that are big in 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 my world you know uh, for you know our customers at advictorium solutions and i know for your customers at um vende digital so talk to me about how leveraging ai can enhance those two things lead gen and conversion rates yeah i'll i'll tell you there's there's uh, some amazing opportunities now and in my mind again from a marketer's point of view what this is allowing us to do is tap into the kind of work we would love to do, but we've never had time to do. And so when I think about, let, let's just take lead generation first. So from a lead generation perspective, what we can do with AI is uh, really hyper-personalize our information. And and that's going to be key. I'll, I'll going to try to paint a picture for you here, but let's start with You've got really good content on your website. It speaks uh, about your services and the value proposition. Imagine being able to go in and repurpose all of that content to speak to all of your key buyer personas across all the different industries that you're trying to serve. And then you, you create that content and you put it on your website as in a content hub. And so now you have your base content on your website that you've always had, but now you have you know, a specific content hub that's going to meet the needs of a particular industry persona or a buyer persona. And you use your marketing to drive people to these very, you know, personalized, hyper-personalized experiences. And why that's going to help in lead gen is when you're using a tool like uh, Salesforce or any of the, the big tools that are out there, you're going to be able to monitor uh, consumption of that information. And so in today's world, I'm going to really kind of oversimplify this. You know, we've, we've got an offer, 
we're going to run some campaigns to generate leads to that offer. And, uh, and then we're going to capture some leads as best we can. And there's nothing wrong with that. I call that kind of a bottom of the funnel strategy, but what we're going to be able to do because of this hyper personalization and creating content hubs is we're going to be able to run some campaigns that are going to drive interest and intent type data to these content hubs and then use that engagement data as a way of uh, modifying lead score and kicking off very hyper-personalized campaigns for those individuals that we just wouldn't have the ability to do in the past. And so where we're going to go with improving lead generation, and, and you can already do this today, is really driving personalized experiences for your buyer across their journey. And, you know, statistically, when we're touching them and serving them at every stage of their buyer journey, Mike, our conversion rates increase, according to LinkedIn, sixfold. And so when we're focusing on just bottom of the funnel, hey, here's an ebook, here's a form, would you please fill it out? That's bottom of the funnel. But when we're doing full customer journey marketing and giving them personalized experiences, we get six times the number of leads through that process. So that's one way that we can improve lead generation is just through hyper-personalized content and leveraging it the right way. You can't just personalize the content, but you've got to use it to create personalized experiences. Another area is in ad optimization. And I know in my industry, people freaked out over this at first, but you know I'm a big uh, believer in adopting new technologies and figuring out how to leverage them and passing the value onto our clients. And so, you know, when AI came out, I immediately wanted to see how can I use this to benefit our ad optimization? And so there's, there's tools out there, AI tools that you can buy that will help you optimize your ads. We're not using those at Vindi. Uh, what we are doing though, Mike, is we're dumping all of our campaign data into AI and having it analyze for us what ads, what creative, what content, what audiences are performing the best. And we're using, we're learning things way faster and getting insights we could never see on our own by having AI help us with that. And so what we're, the output of that or the benefit is we're now putting, you know, what we call recipes, Mike, you know, uh, right audience, right message, right creative in market faster that are converting better because of using AI to help us with ad optimization and analysis. The last one I'll touch on is really in just auditing your CRO experience. And so, you know, I touched on this a little bit earlier. You can take your landing page, you can season AI with your personas and um, your information and then ask it to tell you what's missing on this landing page and it will tell you and then you can go and update and optimize your content based on what you what your persona or the AI is telling you is missing you can also do really good competitive analysis the same way one thing i'm really enjoying mike is you know with chat gpt plus which is the paid version you can screenshot now your entire landing page and you can you can just throw the screenshot in and then season it with your persona and say hey you're you know one of our personas is Samantha you're Samantha what's missing from this page and i don't have to type anything else i can just literally screenshot a picture of a landing page or one of our clients landing pages and it'll start telling me what's missing now getting back to good prompts you have to tell it what you you know one of the first things you do in prompt engineering is you tell it the role and so like if I were going to be improving my CRO on a landing page, I would say you are a CRO expert in this industry. 
to start. That's kind of helping it understand the context. And then you could put in a landing page screenshot or something like that uh, and get some really interesting information back to help you tune your landing pages. But those are some big ones. You know, Paul, we started this conversation off. Actually, you you brought it up. You said, Mike, can you imagine, you know, this what we were doing this time last year? You know, we were we didn't even know about chat GPT. We didn't know how it was going to explode. Well, here we are. Right. You know, almost, you know, 12 months later, it's been, you know, one heck of a 2023 in, in terms of AI and GPT and everything uh, involved. Okay. We, we're here. We're, we're, we're getting, you know, knee deep into it. What's 2024 going to bring us in this world, Paul? You know, uh, Mike, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now. So, you know, hopefully you'll invite me back this time next year. I'd love to Count come back. Count on it. Count on uh, my guess is we'll be looking, uh, we'll be having this conversation this time next year and the things we're talking about today and even the things we're about to talk about are going to feel really antiquated. You know what I mean? I think we're this be yawning. Is, oh my gosh. So, you know, take all that with a grain of salt because, you know, this, this stuff is changing so hyper fast. It's unbelievable. Uh, but when I think about, you know, where we are today and where I think we'll be this time next year is um, um, more efficiencies gained. Like it, when you start working with AI, yes, it's a big time saver, um, but there's a lot of things that you're having to do to season AI or to, to put certain prompts in and and some what feel laborious, like, you know, in order to convert a transcript into blog content, you know, I've got to go to one tool and upload a video and have the AI of that tool, turn that into a transcript. And then I've got to download that. I've got to take it over to another tool. I've got to upload it into another tool and start interacting with it to get, you know, ideation or outlines for blogs or whatever. And so, you know, while all that's incredible, didn't have it a year ago, there's still a lot of steps involved with that process. And so I really do believe a lot of efficiencies are going to occur next year. And some of that stuff's just going to get super automated. Imagine like right now we're doing this uh, with this podcast episode. I can imagine a year from now, as soon as you hit stop, that everything's just going to happen for you. You know, you're going to have the transcript. It's going to give you the show notes. It's going to give you, it's going to pull out some of the key uh, snippets and highlights uh, from the, from the session. It's going to do so much more just based on, you know, some of those inefficiencies that I just talked about. So that's, that's one thing. Another one is, you know, we talked about personalization, but I really do think that we're going to see that at scale. So today it's still very laborious. It's awesome. We can we can take our legacy content that's performed well. We can hyper personalize it. We can create, you know, content hubs around that. But imagine in a year from now or less than a year from now, Mike, uploading a blog it already knowing all the personas that matter to you and immediately it's spitting out and creating those content hubs without you know, hardly any oversight from a human. I, I do believe that's going to happen a lot. So today it's still, it's amazing, but it's still laborious. Tomorrow, literally, I think you push publish on a blog and immediately you're going to get 10 other variations of that blog that can be used for hyper-personalization and, and customer segmentation. So that's going to happen for sure. And then predictive analytics. So today, you know, there is predictive analytics. Uh, most of that's baked inside of tools like um, Salesforce, for example, um, but I think we're going to be as marketers and sellers um, and operators of businesses, we're going to be able to leverage predictive analytics on our own, which all predictive analytics means is looking at your data and then helping you make intelligent decisions about the future. And so today, 
you know, as businesses, we're looking at data and we're having to figure that out on our own. I think we're going to see way more automated predictive analytics. It's going to make us help us make better decisions in the future. The last one I'll touch on, Mike, are these GPTs. I've mentioned GPTs like three times, I think, in today's podcast. They're brand new, just off the presses. You need, and I, Mike, I can send you a link we can drop in the show notes about OpenAI's announcement around that. But these trained, you know, imagine having your own chat GPT that is trained to do a specific function in your business or provide specific information to help your team or your customers, that's going to explode. And then what's going to come from that really are AI agents. And so by this time next year, Mike, I predict that not only are we going to get outputs like we're getting today, but those outputs will also be instruction sets that then AI will go and do for us. So imagine taking Zapier, which is a a very popular automation tool that connects different systems together, but, you know, merging that kind of uh, capability with AI so that, you know, when you go and ideate something, it'll just go and create multiple steps for you so that you're not having to do, you know, the human steps that are involved today. So these AI agents, um, you'll hear a lot more about that down the road. We're not quite there yet, but that's going to be the future when the robot can actually go It'll tell you what to do, but then it can actually go do it for you. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, exciting is the word. And as uh, Paul has mentioned, uh, and I've mentioned a couple of times throughout the the podcast, um, there are going to be a boatload of links that we're going to put in this show's notes. Um, Paul has been gracious enough to uh, you know put together some really great AI tools and tips, and I'm going to have uh, links to. Um, Paul's things uh, in the show's notes, in addition to uh, an ebook that Advic just uh, recently put out, outlining all the benefits of Salesforce's new GPT tools. So make sure you look for uh, all of those um, uh, great links with tons of information uh, in this show's notes. Paul, just a, a big old thank you for, for talking to us today about AI and marketing. I, I hope you never get tired of me calling on you. Mike, I love uh, doing this show every year and, and look forward to uh, to connecting with everyone next year. And, and definitely, uh, please take advantage of those uh, resources. My team's done a really good job of putting some together some toolkits that I think will help you guys if you're really interested in learning more about AI. And they're, they're uh, great little resources and, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully you get some value out of them. One quick thing uh, that I wanted uh, to mention to our audience because they would really be interested in this if um, uh, they don't already know about it, but you also head uh, on LinkedIn uh, a group called um, Demand Gen uh, Jammers. How can people get involved in that and, and, and participate in some of the live events that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have a, a LinkedIn group. It's called Demand Gen Jammers. And uh, I'll make sure that we have links to that too. So you guys can join it on LinkedIn. Um, it's just a place where we can help each other uh, stay on top of everything that's going on in the world of B2B. Very heavy emphasis on B2B marketing. Uh, a lot of stuff on AI, as you might imagine, because that's impacting our jobs uh, quite a bit. And so it's a community for sure. And then once a month, we have these one-hour sessions. They're at 12 o'clock Central Time, about the middle of the month on Wednesdays uh, each month. And, you know, we have anywhere from 100 or so people that show up. And we they're pretty informal. 
Mike, I know you've been to a bunch of them, but we just wrap on a topic of the day. Like uh, we're about to have one tomorrow. It's going to be on AI use cases for B2B marketers. And um, next month's uh, probably about the time they're hearing this podcast. The one coming up will be um, all about developing a 2024 a strategy and you know what are some of the big trends that are that we're seeing in the world of just B2B in general and so there're topics like that and sometimes I'll invite really smart people to come and share their perspective and really the idea is just to have a conversation and so would love to have everybody that's listening in that's interested in staying up to date on B2B uh, come join us we'd love to have you and uh, we love having you, Paul. Thanks again for uh, for being with us. If uh, you want to learn a little bit more quickly right now about Paul and what his team does at Vende Digital, just visit Vende Digital. It's V-E-N-D-E digital.com. Talk to you again soon, Paul. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed it. And if everyone listening uh, has enjoyed the podcast, please let your friends know we're available on any podcast channel, including now on YouTube Music, and make sure you download uh, either that Android or uh, iOS app, and uh, you'll be able to handily find this show there as well. I'm Mike Boyle from Ad Victorium Solutions. As always, thank you for joining us for the Salesforce Simplified Podcast. Our next episode is just around the corner. You've been listening to Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions.